Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. I sell blue Welcome to the Man City Show. It's Nigel Rothbaum back in the chair. Uh, the Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Bet £5, get £20. So if you deposit £5, Ladbrokes will add another 20 to your account. And you can get this offer by following the link at bet.citypodcast.net. To talk about our game coming up this weekend on Saturday against the mighty Watford. The high-flying Watford, I might add. Uh, welcome back to Lisa Rabinowitz. Hello. To Dave Hodgson. Hello. And to Nick Goldstone. Hello. High-flying Watford. Watford are in the Champions League place. I think, aren't they fourth? They're only two points behind us. Um, I don't think they're going to stay there. It's no. unlikely. They're not, they weren't in your top six predictions, I don't think, Dave, that I read once. Un- unsurprisingly not. Um, they have an exceptional manager. I think this is the thing. We saw, we saw with Hull, you know, they nearly, nearly did it at the end of last season. He came in and he galvanised them. You know, Watford have always sort of seemed to me this sort of very loose collective of various sort of exotic names drawn in from various corners of the <laughs> football obscurity. <laughs> and um, now he seems to have got them playing like a team. And there is quality in that squad. There's, a f- I wouldn't say anywhere near the quality we have, but they're starting to play like a unit and that should give us some cause for concern. Do you like their manager as well? Yes, I do. I was very impressed with what he did at Hull. 
I'm not surprised that he didn't stay at Hull. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've, I've just, with what he had at his disposal to nearly escape relegation, I know they didn't, but I mean, I think he did a great job. they were terrible. I, obviously, the manager was on his way out. I, I think we were all at the last game of the season, worked with at Watford, was it 5 nil or something we, yeah. we won? And it was just, it was men against boys, really. They looked and the manager didn't even, you know, he just walked off. It was just, it was a, it was a mess, the place. Yeah, he's, we will not be facing that. No, well, exactly, yeah. and that's my point. I think he's really turned it around, hasn't he? And it's a, it's a very different proposition going there this season. It's, they all say, you know, no game's an easy game in the Premier League, but uh, Watford are a de- definitely a different proposition to what we enjoyed last season. Yeah, I mean, they're certainly on on a very good run they played really well in the first game against Liverpool um, haven't conceded a goal since then I don't think um, and this guy the manager is someone whose reputation easily survived uh, Hull's uh, uh, demise last year and he seems to know what he's doing it's a little bit early in the season to know quite how well they are going to do or quite how good they are but they're on a good run they're playing us at home they're going to be massively up for it um, and it's going to be a hard game I mean there are only two points behind City you talked about Liverpool they had draws at home against Brighton and Liverpool I think Brighton was was that nil nil Liverpool Mm. I think it was 3-3 and then they've actually beaten Bournemouth and Southampton on the road so their record seems to be better on the road than it is at home does that really count for very much I don't suppose it's so early season it's only four games in I don't think it really means a, a huge amount let's not forget it shouldn't matter you look at the players, we should be winning this. They, you know, obviously we always have concerns against these very well-drilled teams. Um, and I, th- I think you're right, you know, they, they have been quite good at hitting people. You know, that Southampton game was a yeah. masterclass in how to play away from home. Yeah. The thing is, the one thing that they have had for a couple of years now is quite considerable ill-discipline. I think it's Britos and Holobas, the two defenders who seem to be constantly getting booked. You know, every game picking up a yellow, the occasional red... You know, there are players who I think we could probably worry quite a bit. And, you know, if we get, they get a yellow early, you know, we've got players we can target. Well, we need a sending off to talk about because this, this, the Man City Show podcast is just can't, can't carry on without a sending off at least every other week. So uh, we've talked about a few over the, the last few weeks. Who, who knows this week? Um, in terms of kind of setting ourselves up, at least, obviously last time out, 5-0 against 10-man Liverpool. Uh, your thoughts in terms of is he going to keep it pretty much the same? Do you think uh, Pep, or do you think he's going to sort of change thing change things about a bit in terms of the lineup? Who who knows? Who knows? Pep, who, I know who the answer knows? is who knows. Your your thoughts though. You know, if you were if you were there and, and knowing Pep as you do, uh, oh, you're, I know him very well, obviously. Um, yeah, uh, I I don't think he'll change it much. I think he plays the way he wants to play. He's not, I, and and I. I've not watched a lot of Watford, so I I don't know, but I'm I'm not one hundred percent sure we're going to come up completely against a ten man wall. They they're at home and they have started the season quite well. I know that their home form isn't as good as their away form, but I, I don't know. We, we have to we have to start getting a bit smarter about that though. So, in, in, but we've got it, more pace in the side now, so we should be able to. Uh, uh, it, it, if it goes as expected, we'll have a very high level of possession. Watford will play on the counter-attack and they will try to keep nine men behind the ball, at least. Um, f- I think for me it's one of those games where it can't, it almost doesn't matter which 11 you pick for us. We should have the strength um, t- to win the game. Uh 
but we've got to be smarter in how we manage the game and also how we manage the officials. I mean, we talk about the red cards and stuff. We've talked about the um, uh, the record they've got um, for yellows and reds. We've, we've, we have to to use that to our advantage, just like every team uses it against us. It's an expression I've not heard before, how we manage the officials as, a, as an official. Um, I'm interested to know, what do you mean by how do you, how you manage the officials? How do players manage the officials? What well, I you think you've that? got to take as much as you can from every part of the game. And that includes uh, using... Um, You're talking cheating here, is that what you're suggesting? gamesmanship to the advantage just in the same way other teams do. You're suggesting Manchester City Football Club adopt a position of gamesmanship. Is that what you're suggesting? I'm suggesting that, I mean, look, you so look back at... a serious allegation, I might add, before you respond I don't to this think question. it is. I think it's perfectly reasonable. Our what beloved I'm, team, you're suggesting the, gamesmanship. The first thing Expand that, on The this, first please. thing that comes to mind for me yes. is Aguero uh, making sure that, was it Schneidlin got a red at the end of the Everton mm. game? Now, look, he didn't have to make a big meal of that, but he did, and he... The reason that he did was because of the circumstances from earlier in the game. Um, but he did. And lots of other players would have done exactly the same thing. And if it was against us, then we would have had a player with a, with a yellow card and a red. Um, and we've got to do that a bit more, I think. Because we don't, get any, we don't get anything. We don't get anything from officials. And um, we let other teams take advantage of I us think, a bit I too think, much. I think on the podcast last week, we discussed the Liverpool game. And we discussed the fact that uh, Mr. Moss got it absolutely right in in sending off. Uh, uh, what's his face? Mm-hmm. Mane. Mane. Thank you. Yeah. So, so to say, only only a week ago we've been talking about it. Can you challenge this man here? I, You're a man of high integrity here. What he's talking about gamesmanship and cheating here. I think <laughs> there is a subtle difference between gamesmanship and cheating. I think. There are certain players of our squad, Sergio Aguero being a very good example, who is quite... And David Silva as well. David Silva is the master of the tactical yellow. He always, you know, midway through the second half, someone's breaking through into a dangerous position. He'll just stick out a leg, take the yellow, not respond, and carry on with it. Aguero, like you say, did a, you know, was made sure that what had happened to him was duly noted. Unfortunately, we have players like Sane who try and do this and are terrible at it. Let's keep Leroy Sane out of any sort of gamesmanship policy because when he dives, everyone knows. Um, but, you know, I, I don't think... I get quite sort of... I roll my eyes at Elvis. Elvis a conspiracy against Manchester City in terms of refereeing decisions. I think there has been some fairly poor decision-making across the board at the start of this season. We have been victims of it on certain occasions... I think there's other ones where, you know, we look to have been quite lucky. You know, this is... Uh, and these things average out. I don't think there is a conspiracy against us. I do think we have to be... We have to make sure that we get the protection we need, given we have these silkier, you know, um, maybe more... Like, you know, we have quite a small team who like to hold on to possession a little, a little more than, say, some other teams. But we have to make sure that if we are fouled, we, we get it noticed, but I don't think, you know, a, a totally cynical gamesmanship let, policy. Let me is. just clear up something. Please do. I, don't like, Please I, do. I wouldn't want anyone no, to start nor would I. bandying around no. words such as cheating. No, indeed. I'm not talking about blatant diving. What Aguero did was he got fouled and he got fouled from behind and he rolled around a bit. That was it. What I'm talking about when, it, when I talk about game management and managing officials and just managing how, how the game goes is that if you know that... Um, one of their defenders is likely 
to foul, you target and you make sure that the ball gets in the uh, vicinity of that defender as much as you possibly can during the game. If that defender gets a yellow, you keep making uh, the ball um, head in his direction. Okay. That's, that is the kind of, okay. of approach that I'm talking about that other teams do to us and we don't necessarily do. Yeah. do Thank you so. for clarifying that. <laughs> yeah, we have to be smarter. Uh, it's like we were saying last week about the Liverpool game with Alexander-Arnold on a yellow. We, I don't think we exploited that as much as any other team would do against us. They were exploiting Otamendi. Mm-hmm. They, they, he'd been booked. I mean, he was clearly a weakness, but you know, it took us a long time to realise that we should be exploiting that. Mm. So it's, it's, that's part of it as well. It's, it's yes, making sure people know we've been fouled. Um, but it's also thinking about, you know, where their weaknesses are, if they've got someone who's booked. And I know what often happens against us is that they all take it in turns. Like, they'll take it in turns to foul Silver. But now we've got about three or four players are going to have to take it in turns to foul. So we should be able to see what's going on there and, and, we've and got three take or four advantage silvers as well. of that. Yeah. I think... Pep gets sort of falsely chastised in the media that because he's this great disciple of this very sort of ideological brand of football he has, that he is completely naive and doesn't engage with any of the more, you know, grittier, dirtier aspects of football. But I will never forget that Barcelona team and how they used to rotate who went and protested to the ref, you know. And Busquets, who is arguably one of the, uh, you know, <laughs> dirtiest players of the Champions League in recent years, you know, you, you, Guardiola is not immune to this. And I think, he, I think he probably is, just, you know, we'll, we will see a little bit more of, you know, now this is looking more like his team, it's, his mentality is getting more ingrained that he will do a little more to try and ensure protection for his players. I have faith in that. All right, before we finish and get on with some predictions, uh, let's have a quick break. The Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. Okay, welcome back. Uh, just before we finish, just two or three things to touch on. First of all, I hate international break, don't you? Does anybody around this table actually like the international break? I hate it. I hate England. I don't. Mm. I, any England supporters, particularly around the table? You, you hate you, England. You just, yeah, well, I hate England. No, I love England. I was born here, and I love England. No, I hate. I hate the international break. You're picking me up. Just I pick you up. You're picking me up. Now, aren't I. You? I hate. I, I've. My interest in in internationals is. Uh, lessened very significantly in recent years but this particular international break two weeks after the start of the season is horrible horrible you know if you say go and watch city or go and watch england i mean there is just there is just no comparison it's just that's if they get to the semi-final of a world cup i might turn it on but but that's kind of my interest in england yeah i don't want england to do badly but do i care not really and that's i I think i i think a lot of um very serious supporters of Premier League teams certainly think feel that about internationals. I spend the in- entire international break just praying that none of our players get injured, exactly. which of course never happens. And, and then I'm just it just confirms what I think about international football. But how can you sit there and or stand or whatever and cheer on players who you've been, you know, shouting all sorts out the week before playing for their club size? It doesn't, you know, I just can't get excited. Are you an England fan particularly? I find it easier to support them when Rooney isn't playing. That's always been a key part of it. But there is, I don't think there is a single more demotivating sight in football than Gareth Southgate. <laughs> you know, if, if you want, you know, at a time where there is sort of un, unrivaled apathy in relation to the national team, that was not the man to pick. 
and you, you know you kind of sit there the format's awful you know you can't really get yourself you know you can't really get your pulse racing for England versus San Marino and but, but he was picked because he was English and I don't get that either you know why, why Eddie Howe was such an obvious anyway different debate I'm but also why, why English why have they got to be English though why has the know. England manager got to they don't have to be no, no manager in the Premier League's English or very few the, are the thing about England managers is that they've they've had a succession of, of managers over 15, 20 years who have been, whether English or not, they have come in with enormous reputations as being one of, if not the absolute number one world choice. And they've all done not particularly well or exceptionally badly. So it's got to be something more than just the manager that is wrong with, with England and how badly they do uh, for me. Um, it doesn't really matter whether they're English or not, but there's something more going on there, and it's more about the players, I think, than about the manager, actually. All right. Can we also talk then about sort of transfer deadline day as well? Because I don't actually think we've had a, a podcast since uh, the transfer window closed. We talked a lot about it beforehand, the sort of where the gaps were um, in the squad. Uh, clearly, you know, we, we have bought in the window earlier on, but kind of when it, once it got to the sort of deadline day, all sorts of speculation, all sorts of talk, all sorts of people were going to be leaving in swaps and, and joining in the end. Nothing actually happened on the last day. Is that, is that a disappointment, Dave, to you? Do you think we actually are now left exposed or predictable? Where, where did you sit? What were your feelings at the end of transfer deadline day wearing your yellow tie? I think there were uh, definite improvements to be made, but I looked at what, who was available and at what price, and I didn't think I was quite happy to see a lot of them not go through. I think Johnny Evans is a £10 million defender at best. I do not think he is anywhere near the quality for that sort of outlay. I don't think he'd have improved us all that much. I was very happy to see that one fall through. And if we are going to get Sanchez for £20 million in January or in a free in the summer, why the hell would we be disappointed that we haven't spent £70 million on him now? Because you could argue we kind of still... One of our Achilles heels certainly last season was not necessarily the defence, it was taking our chances. And he's somebody who would score a number of goals. Also, when we've won the league, you know, we've had four strikers, four recognised strikers, and at the moment we've kind of only got three recognised strikers. So that maybe could be the answer to your challenge. Maybe, but look, I mean, we have finishes. Aguero, as as you stated in previous podcasts, you know, his scoring rate is phenomenal. You've got Jesus, who since he's arrived has is you know his stats are also very good. We've got goals that can come from midfield. You know, Sterling's stats was it ten goals, fifteen assists last season. Yeah, but it's still only three strikers against four when we've won the Premier League in the past, Lisa. Yeah, but we're playing a completely different way to the way we played then. So I don't think we're as reliant on. Um, traditional strike for having four strikers and who's to say I mean I know you can say this about anyone you buy but who's to say that Sanchez wouldn't miss all his chances as well I mean maybe there's something in the water at the Etihad but it's I, I, in the new dressing room yes started on the new dressing room um but I I just I I I don't. I, I agree. Now it's my my turn. Last last week I um, Dave was agreeing with me. This time it's my turn to agree with him. Um, I I think that. It's if we're going to get him for twenty million or nothing, then great. I think. I think my real disappointment was, and obviously this is how it looked from the outside. I have no idea what was going on, on the inside, but it looked like we were wasting an awful lot of time on this one thing. When I would have preferred Sorry, the one thing being Sanchez. Sanchez, whereas and and the Evans thing, who knows how far that was going? I agree. I wouldn't have minded him coming, but not for thirty million. I thought it was outrageous. Um, and I would have liked us to have another um, a 
but, uh, a second left back. But because we let four full backs go, I mean, most of them quite rightly so, or probably all of them quite rightly so, but we also let all our youth players go as well. So we have no backup there. Okay. So that was my my bigger problem was the, the defensive frailties in the front. Yeah. Your, your concerns, finally, then, before we finish for this week? Uh, deadline day is a bit of a parody, re- really, these days of itself. I mean, we practically invented it in 2008-9 with the Rubinho era of people in Arab headgear standing around outside the Etihad. It's all... I'm a bit inured to the whole thing now. I think we did most of our our deals much, much earlier in the year. Most of the whole of the Sanchez and Raheem Sterling nonsense was all, I think, mostly just media speculation and rubbish. Probably most of the guys in the club was, was sat there doing nothing. Okay. So, so before we go, then, let's have a prediction then for Saturday, three o'clock kickoff at Vickery's Road, Watford. Um, you kick off then for us then, Nick, your, your prediction for, the, for that game in terms of score? 1-0 to City. Oh, blimey, OK. Lisa? 2-1 to City. And finally, Dave? 2-0 to City. And last on much of the day. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, we'll say a huge thank you to my three guests, to Lisa Rabinowitz, to Dave Hodgson, and to Nick Goldstone. This is Nigel Rothband saying thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you all very soon. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. The Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. Give software vendor audits the red card by signing up the Livingstone Managed Service Team right away. Call 0203 817 4880 or visit livingstone-tech.com to find out how. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply